Welcome to the Wed Pro Podcast, the show for wedding professionals and business owners. Each month, we bring you top industry experts, business chat, and hints and tips to grow your business. I'm Katie. And I'm Roxy. Welcome to the Wed Pro Podcast. Welcome to episode zero. This is our first podcast and for this one we're going to be talking about and just having a chat really, aren't we? All about um, us really and you know how we kind of got into the industry, what we were doing before we got into the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So excited to kind of share our story with you all. Um, Yeah, it's something that we actually don't really talk about. And when we spoke to... uh, one of our speaking engagements, they yeah. actually said, oh, girls, like, you need to share your story a lot more often. Mm-hmm. So it was something that we thought, right, okay. We need to get it out there. We need to get it out there and, and chat in our first kind of podcast about that. So we're going to take you right the way through to kind of what we were doing prior to being in the industry, yeah. why we got ourselves into the wedding industry, what we love about the industry, mm-hmm. and then how, like, where we are now and the kind of the kind of things that we are doing now inside of the industry for wedding professionals and for wedding businesses so yeah we're gonna take you way on back to the beginning yeah um it's exciting but it's quite a little bit nerve-wracking isn't it like like, um, telling you kind of our story yeah and i always kind of think especially for me i have like this detachment whereas you know I can be quite confident in business I'm quite confident Mm -hmm. at work and I don't know if anybody listening along kind of feels like this but I can I almost have kind of quite a lot of like insecurities and stuff about like you know my story and sharing my story with guys Mm -hmm. as well and it's funny actually and it's something that you know I registered a couple of years ago that actually that seems to be the case like in business I'm quite decisive and I'm very um okay yeah, yeah. I can I can just get things done but uh-huh. actually you know even talking about my story I can feel my heartbeat kind of like mm. oh, because I think I'm probably the same like for me um it's just something that you put your work head on yeah, don't you you just don't think about the more I tend to think about it the more than like Oh, the anxiety starts coming through. But then we actually do try to profess, don't we? And we do actually try and say people and think about us when we put our kind of wedding pro helping head yeah. on. What do we say to people? You know, take off those achievements. <clears throat> Sorry, tell tell your tell yourself that you've done really well yeah. in your business. You know, look at how far you've come. Really and actually, about how well you've done. Actually, and I think it, there is something I don't know, maybe a bit British about not. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Kind of patting yourself on the back, isn't it? And not... And Hold on, this is where I was. What I was doing, and, and this is... Look, look at where I am now. And starting a business, guys, like, it. you might you might think, oh, you know, I just run a business. And and this word just is going to come up quite a lot, I think, today, isn't it? <laughs> I just, which is, yeah. you know... We kind of play ourselves down a little we bit, do. don't we, when we, when we think about the kind of things we've done so yeah you'll have to bear with us guys because we're going to get really personal with you <laughs> we're going way uh, but we want you guys to kind of know about our backgrounds know it. about kind of what we're doing now hopefully you know um it'll inspire it'll um, be relatable to you and we just want you to know that you know it doesn't matter where you've come from you can do anything you want to do yeah 100 percent. so right shall i go first i think Why probably okay so yeah those of you who haven't kind of got to know my voice yet, I'm Katie. So, oh gosh, like, how, God, we've got to probably go back um, quite a few years, actually. So, how I started in the wedding industry. So, um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily, when I was growing up, want to become a business owner. Yeah. I kind of wanted to be a teacher, actually. Went to university, did the kind of motions of that. Um, had my first son and you know, the family situation at home, you know, I stayed at home and looked after my son. I was a stay-at-home mum, and um, as much as I kind of really loved and enjoyed that role, I always kind of felt in the back of my head, you know, that I did want to kind of go to work. You know, I loved the first kind of 12 months of being at home and being a mum. And then after that, I kind of was thinking, oh, you know, I do kind of want to get back into going to work. Yeah, but... you know I couldn't really think about anything you know a few people and I don't know the mums out there might be able to relate or those stay-at-home dads might be able to relate that you know people will say oh have you thought about starting a business and you think oh yeah like I've got no business experience yeah what in and it just kind of floated around in the back of my head kind of I want to do something might have a dabble in this and that but just kind of say yeah a bit of a dabble (laughs) but but nothing really came about it and then how I kind of got into the wedding industry 
probably typically like many people who might be listening is actually I was getting married and I, I found um an issue I, I stumbled across a problem in the industry and I stumbled across a problem whilst I was um getting married and planning my own wedding um that I, I couldn't fix so that started like the business seed idea yeah. and I think that married up with the fact that I was at a time in my life where I wanted to go back to work mm-hmm. I didn't want to go back working nine till five I needed something that worked around my kids and my family um the situation at home was that I needed uh, you know I was the primary caregiver so I needed to be around to pick up the kids from school and that yeah. sort of stuff so a typical nine to five was never going to work and I think a lot of stay-at-home you know parents kind of yeah. feel that as well and I suppose a little bit I did feel a bit trapped in this sort of cycle yeah. of like just being a stay-at-home mum or just being a mum and you know a lot of confidence issues came with that that I didn't really like think about until I started to plan for my business mm-hmm. but you know just that that period of not using your brain in that in that particular way for those numbers of years where you're not thinking about other things of you know other things other than what's going on in your home home situation um so yeah like like I said when I was planning my wedding I kind of came across this little well it was quite a big issue actually um (laughs) that I couldn't find um a wedding dress in the budget that I wanted to spend Mm -hmm. the only kind of things that we're talking like uh let me try and think now 10 years ago nine years ago the kind of thing the options available then and there's much more options now was that you bought something secondhand off the internet or there was like one shop that you could kind of go to where the dresses were um a little bit more of an affordable price but and I as a bride to be what I did was I I went and traveled got everybody together said right we are going to buy a dress today Today's I went to today. one shop I kind of thought, right, I've got to get a dress here or it, or I'm not. it's not going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. this is my budget. I haven't really got much choice. I found a dress that was okay. Um, it was affordable. And, you know, I thought I was happy. Like, I thought that... You thought you were... Like, yeah. I, I looked at it as a very practical way. And actually, it was only kind of afterwards that I kind of thought back. And when I, when this business idea came that, you know actually maybe that isn't the way that that should be this is the this is a wedding dress and you know it should be more about something really special like when do you get your bridesmaids together and your mum together and you go for like a lovely day out you should be able to be the center of attention one and and not that I was that kind of person but I just thought you know for other people there's got to be a better way to do this and that's how um, you know, I kind of got into the wedding industry. Did you feel like, you know, when you got your dress, it just ticked those boxes of like, oh, it was in budget. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It was there on the day. I literally said that. I was like, is it nice, everyone? They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, nice, Kate. You're done, thanks, bye. <laughs> and that's how it was. Yeah. And, you know, it's a funny story. Like, it is a funny story. <laughs> funny story, that. That actually, when I was buying my dress, the shop was really busy. There was no changing room available. And I genuine story was was put in the shoe cupboard That's genuinely crazy. like boobs out getting changed in the stu- in the in the shoe cupboard in you know shoe- how it is because we've yeah, been yeah, in the definitely. bridal industry getting getting changed in the shoe cupboard with staff walking through to pick up some Excuse shoes for me, like just... some, for someone to go and try on Don't mind me my mum my bridesmaids my sister were sat perched and it just was like it was not special yeah. it just was not special and that kind of got me thinking right okay like there's got to be a better way to do this and there's got to be more options out there for women yeah and that's kind of how my business was born and and actually um it started that I ran um it from home and maybe quite a lot of you bridal uh, wedding businesses out there are the same we know and that lots of you have got kind of um you know you work from home you've got a little home office or a little studio yeah and uh, well it wasn't really a home no. office <laughs> you know i would have um i would kind of advertise across the internet that's how i kind of first started social media got myself a little facebook page started to tell people started to source some dresses ring some shops you know get get some stock and i would invite people into my home into my son's bedroom they would get changed into the in uh the bathroom and yeah it wasn't this kind of special experience I wanted but I was giving them the kind of choice and that's how I got into the industry and I I wanted to build myself up to the point where we would get a premises and then obviously um I had another baby um 
and then I took a little bit of time off again. So family life got in the way a little bit. Yeah, family life got in the way, and then also as well, because I was running it from home and it was a bit of a hobby, and a few of you might think this as well, like, there wasn't the get up to make it work, do you know what I mean? Like, the it was like a little bit of extra cash uh -huh. here and there, as and when I needed it, or as and when I wanted it, or as and when people kind of said, oh, like... I've heard about you. Could you yeah, find me a dress like this? Fun, yeah, or maybe you like going on a holiday. And you yeah, need to get a bit of cash. But it wasn't like I was taking it full time seriously. Yeah. Um, and, and probably like the change kind of came for me was after I had um my second child, little girl, and I kind of thought, right, I do want to go back to work properly now. And you know, the idea of having a shop petrified the absolute life out of me. I'm not gonna lie, it absolutely petrified me having all of the like fixed costs. That you get with premises and you know Such rates a big and rent leap. and what a massive leap what yeah That's and and I'm not gonna say it was easy like there was mm -hmm. so many points when I was writing my business plan out and I was thinking like is this gonna work very that, glad that you did by the way. that I did <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> that, um, no I wouldn't be here so many so many times I just nearly gave up and and it was actually like the confidence I think across you know having that confidence. Yeah. And being a mum and just staying at home at mum and as a stay-at-home mum, you mm -hmm. kind of lose a little bit of yourself, I think. And and I know that's quite horrible to say, but that's that's just from my experience that's how I felt. felt as well. I felt that you know, um, there was a lot of self-doubt there at the beginning, a lot of self-doubt, and I had to kind of like put my motivational head on. I can tell this my... resonates with me because my heart's like, yes, yeah, I feel this too right now. Um, <laughs> and and you know. I just had to kind of go for it and somebody you know on one of my many wobbles where is the point of like I'd looked for a premises then I'd stopped again then mm -hmm. I'd looked for a premises and then I stopped again and one of my many wobbles someone said to me um and I'd, I'd kind of said oh what if it doesn't work like what if I end up in debt what if you know this thing happens what if that thing happens and I I'd kind of was thinking about all the reasons why I shouldn't, shouldn't just go for it and this person said to me Katie is definitely going to fail like if you don't try. If you don't try. And then it was kind of that, just that sentence really, that was like, oh yeah, like I should just go for it because I I'm going to regret it. I didn't want to get to a stage in my life where I think, oh, like I'd have loved should've, to. should have just I should have just. Yeah. And then um, that's how I started to look at it. Like at least then I can say yeah. I gave it a go and I tried. And, I, uh, you know, it's something that I actually was thinking about doing for years, mm -hmm. for a long, long time. So yeah, and then that's kind of like where you kind of come in, don't yeah, you? So tell people like what you were doing before. Okay, so I'm gonna take you a little bit further back, probably to like just left school kind of time. So for me, um, I was a young mom, so I got pregnant at 17. So I had to move out of my mom's house, set up my own house. Um, very, very, very low confidence actually in that. Like I was very like meek, very shy, didn't, I wouldn't really do anything out of my comfort zone. I'd let my partner do everything, which was fine because he was a bit older than me. He knew what he was doing. I'd never lived on my own before. So I was like, okay, got the house set up, got all the bills, like sorted out, whatever. And then I just was a stay-at-home mum. And there we go, it's a just word. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I was just a stay-at-home mum. So did you, when you got <clears throat> pregnant, did you th did you think, right, this is, this is kind of it now? Or did you think in the back of your head that you were going to go and... Um, get a job at some point down the line or did you think you were ever going to go back to college or no, anything like that? No, was never ever literally so. You just live in the moment, I don't just, you? I just lived in the moment. I, I'd actually thought there is no way ever that like I'm going to be able to get a job. Um, how am I going to keep that down? I'm so glad you said that because I actually felt like that as well. Like how am I going to get how am keep I gonna, a job yeah. around my children? And then I, I kind of talked, and I don't know if you did, I kind of talked myself out of going for interviews. All the time. Because I think somebody more qualified is going to walk yeah. in, somebody that doesn't have children, doesn't have the time restraints. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm so glad that you said that, because I'm sure lots of other women so, feel exactly the same as I we think, felt. I think back then, so we're talking like 13, 14 years ago, maybe like, um, you know, like flexi time, like flexi hours in the workplace weren't a, like a massive thing. And I was like, all, all these jobs I'm looking at are like nine to five, which is just not gonna happen. Um, you know, let's just, the kids finish school at three. Who's, who's looking after them two hours? I'm not putting on anybody. So I was literally a stay at home mom, had no thoughts at all about getting into work because for me, it was just ruled out because I had yeah. no qualifications really, didn't really try at school. I think that was down to the confidence issues. 
and that kind of carried me through probably my early 20s just kind of coasted along being just the mom had another um, child so I had two boys at that point so I had two children under the age of two which was just yeah and that's crazy. and that's mental anyway and I don't think many people are thinking about going back to work when their children are so no, young are they anyway no. and and that's I'm sure a lots of women kind of think this like the same as what we've had haven't mm. I oh you know like you kind of go from career person to kind of family person don't you, you do, and, yeah. or you know and maybe not so much for you in terms of but if you'd have gone back to you prior to having children yes was your plan ever to have children young and so my plan was to be a midwife. Oh, so wow. my plan was, okay, I'm going to get the qualifications I need to go to college. And I went to college for one day. I don't even know if you know this. I went to college for one day. Wow. And I was in a room, um, you know, like 15, 16 students and a teacher. Um, and there was all girls. And I always found throughout like my teen years, I got on with boys a little bit better. I don't know. Again, maybe that comes down to the confidence thing. But I sat in that room and I went home and I cried. And I said, I'm never going back there because I felt wow. so so like i wasn't good enough oh wow i wasn't worthy like Like that self-doubt i'm not gonna do this um and i I never went back and And that was before you got pregnant yeah yeah (laughs) and then kind of got pregnant that year i think and then yes then was a stay-at-home mom um and then this kind of ties into um katie and her bridal shop saw a little advert on Facebook and that I'd... Facebook. <laughs> it's funny that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that. How, funny. Like, so everything runs from social. Fa- what my favorite social media platform. Yeah, every, yeah mine too. Yeah. Um, everything kind of comes back to Facebook. Yeah, it does. It? Um, um, I'd applied for a few jobs previous to that. Um, you know, a couple of supermarkets and things like that. But again, that self confidence. It just. It just the thing. The thing was well with me was. And, you know, sorry, guys, I'm going to keep it real. And, you know, some people might not like me for this. Is that <laughs> I kind of thought, you know, my plan in life prior to having children was not to be a stay-at-home mum or not to work in a supermarket or not to work, you know. I'd had plans to go to university, okay, yeah. have a degree, got a good education. And, you know, you do get to a point through, the, through having low confidence and maybe your routine and you get cosy in your routine of mm-hmm. having kids and stuff that you think that that's all you're then good for is to go and get those you know jobs that no one else kind of wants just to give you a little bit of money yeah. in the pocket or you know just to get kind of get you out of the house and get a bit of you back and I kind of didn't want those kinds of jobs okay yeah. yeah and I kind of was like oh you know if I'm um I'm not qualified for kind of anything else. Um, you know, I've been out of the workplace now for, I've been out of the workplace for kind of six years, five or six years, that if I'm gonna have to do something, I'm gonna have to create something for myself. And that, and you know, and then luckily we kind of stumbled across you, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, I think for me, never in a million years, running my own business was never I even thought, thought about ever, ever, ever. Never. Never, ever. Never, ever. Never, ever. Sorry. Where's my favourite song? We're singers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I put a job out, for, out, didn't I? Because, just because, so many things, like, kind of fall into place, didn't it? So, just because the type of shop that I'd kind of started to rent out was a multi-level building, and I kind of realised that, oh, you know, spotted the opportunity that once the, if the door was locked, because I was in an appointment selling upstairs, that I needed somebody, man in the counter, answering the phone, yeah yeah keeping the door open mm-hmm. so that people could kind of come in and inquire and i don't even we've not even been open had we that i put <laughs> an advert out no no, no that's a story <laughs> we hadn't been open i put an advert out and i was like look i'm looking for somebody part-time hours couple of was it one day a week i think it was, it was just a saturday wasn't yeah, it? it was a, it was a post that really kind of jumped out to me and appealed to me because it had no didn't have like majorly set hours it felt like you understood about like being a yeah, we're mom, yeah. stay at home mom, that kind of thing. And I totally got that vibe from it. And I think it was just like starting off one day a week with the potential to kind of increase. Do, yeah, yeah. And, and kind of progress. And this is really funny actually because Roxy, like, I think I'd put on there like send a covering letter and a CV. <laughs> and this is actually what we say now, even when we employ people now, don't we? Send us a covering letter and a CV. And then because social media is so ex- accessible, everybody pings into your inbox, do, don't do. they? Like, hi, 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 I'd be interested, I'd be interested send a covering letter and a CV, please. Yeah. So you were send it, pinging me messages, pinging me messages, pinging me messages. I oh, like, this is what I've been doing, this is what I've been doing, this is what I've been doing. I was in no, like... You was, you was... Literally having my smear test. Yeah, you were, weren't you? I wasn't going to say that, but you yeah, just Yeah, yeah. So. And you my were... phone was going. 
It's nice to know that I was with you at that point. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, just, you don't know, guys, when you're contacting people, <laughs> what they might be doing. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah, but, but for me, though, that how totally out of character, this, like, stay-at-home mum, got no confidence. You actually annoyed w- me. Would never talk to anyone, and there I am, pinging you across a message. But do you know why it was? Because she was so chatty and so nice to me. I don't think so I told her to go away. No, did no I? you didn't. <laughs> like, I would message, you would message back. I would message, you would message back, and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, and this is probably what it was, is that I didn't really talk to anybody. Yeah, no, 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 I get so that. I, mean, no, I do get that so as well. Because, that was annoying you. Yeah, but, I do get that, because when I was... I used to find that, that I would kind of wait for my partner to come home and just have just somebody to talk to. Yeah, to out, yeah. yeah, and not really have other people to kind of chat to in a day. So, yeah. like, um, And then that takes us up to kind of our wedding business, doesn't it? Yeah. So, like, quite quickly then, we had this bridal shop, didn't we? We were getting noticed. Our bridal shop, um, we did have a USP, and we really homed in on the we USP, did, didn't we? Really, we? Like, we which got then, out there. Which got us impressed, didn't it? Which mm-hmm. was great. It got us impressed, which then meant within kind of six months, we'd already moved to a bigger premises. You'd then gone from kind of working one day to... Did we then? I think I started, I think, on, started on Sunday, and then, then went to a Saturday, and then... I think I it was went, three months in, wasn't yeah, it, that I, I was think, like... And let me tell you, I had no idea about how I was going to sort of childcare, whatever, but I didn't care. Like, I found this fire in my belly that was like, hold on a minute, I'm more than just a mum, like, yeah, I've got this down now. And this is what I wanted to do, and, you know, one, I, I totally got that um, in myself, even, yeah. that, you know, giving chances to people who, you know our stories were very similar weren't mm-hmm. they and I thought yeah you know she's gonna work for it because she wants to yeah, work I wanted and, it so and, bad um I think it was did you cut we opened in the September and by the January I was like I think I was like part, pretty much full-time, full-time weren't time, you yeah. I was like right we're just gonna have to do it mm-hmm. and then you saying that you didn't know how you were gonna do it I didn't know how I was gonna pay you yeah like I was like okay right I know we're getting busier but but to take somebody on full time, that's a big commitment. Of course, yeah. So, you know, I was like, right, we're just gonna make it work. And if we're both on the same page that we both wanna make it work, we're both it gonna will work. It, it, and that that kind of like fire just. And I think up, I kind it? of I kind of got that as well. I was like, okay then like this is obviously it's not like a massive um like corporation that's taking yeah, me on and I was like, I am gonna I'm showing my worth. Graft. I am grafting. So we what then moved from this little side street shop, didn't we, into a much bigger premises on the high street, and we were starting to get a, a little bit more press, you know. We also did some kind of work volunteering for the Prince's Trust, yeah. didn't we? Um, and the Prince's Trust is something that, you know, has kind of been with our business kind of from the beginning in terms of that I got some mentorship when I was starting out mm-hmm. the shop and working on my business plan, and then I kind of wanted to give back. So we we kind of any opportunity that we could when I could be out of the shop, and you know, yeah. Roxy was pretty much. We took it to the point where you'd gone from kind of Saturday girl to pretty much we had a team of four girls underneath us, yeah. didn't we? Underneath you, you were pretty much in a management role by that point, weren't Which you? Which is amazing for like my confidence to go from. You and know, this happened within sort of twelve months, yeah, didn't it? Twelve for you? months. I've gone from. Quiet, shy, no confidence, wouldn't talk, wouldn't say boot to a goose to like not only running appointments and you know like managing in the stuff. in the bridal industry as well. You're not it's not just a sale to kind of it the, is the bride, difficult. is it? You're kind of there with six, seven. Sometimes yeah. can you remember the person that brought fourteen people with Yeah I can. With them. Yeah I can. <laughs> yeah. And it's like fourteen you were, people. I had to hold a room of people. It was almost like without it's like you have to put on a show. Yeah, so that's like it. Like the Roxy show. Like I'm the one that know, has to know everything about yeah. every question that anyone's ever going to ask me about bridal wear. Because if you come across as don't know and you stuff, then we all know. Like, and this is how it kind of went, didn't it? it kind of, I passed that role over to you because as yeah. we kind of got bigger, I would, I kind of noticed this point in my business, and I'd kind of decided quite early on that I loved business. So once you know, I did. You know, mm-hmm. I created this job for myself. I created this role for myself where I ran appointments. But then quite early on, I, I, I did think, right, I can delegate that. And then I can go and look to be kind of getting the shop busier. How and I can do the that, marketing. How hard was it for you to pass? Oh, you know. Like, to let go of those You know, like, <laughs> when we first took on our first kind of Saturday girl, even the stuff of, like, what dresses went in the shop window. Yeah. It, I, oh, I know. It was like... 
I needed it done a specific like, way. It was like my don't like that mannequin there. My vision. Look at that over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would it would be like my vision, like do it the way I've asked you to do, mm-hmm. please, girls. But it does get to a point when you're when you get busier and you had the staff underneath you, I had you on the staff underneath me. Um your your role then becomes something different. So my yeah. role then was like more of the marketing, more of, you know, meetings, all of that sort of stuff kind of comes into it. Uh, I was I was kind of more like office, wasn't I? Yeah, admin and all of that sort of stuff. It did get to the point where you would just sit at the little desk and it's not it's not that we didn't love you, but it's, you weren't necessarily the needed. face of the business. Yeah, like <laughs> it yeah. takes too long. Yeah, and um, you you like you were saying you were then kind of commanding the shop, commanding yeah, yeah. the role and that sort of stuff. We kind of like um, yeah, in in the business, that's how we kind of knew our target client was kind of yeah we did a lot of work and a lot of kind of and i think a lot of people kind of learn a lot about business just on the job and that's how we were weren't Mm -hmm. we i mean i remember going right back to the beginning where we didn't have forms for anything and we would take orders just by remembering i remember when we got that first folder and it was like okay okay now we need some systems in Mm -hmm. place and and this is how we totally learn business literally from doing it yeah um everything was, we know is was taught yeah there was no processes in place really was there there was literally and and growing a business quite quickly from one person to a team of i want to say six there was six i they? mean we went from one changing room in a, in a little tiny shoebox shop to um four a huge shop yeah which was like four changing rooms all running um at the same time busy busy shop yeah and we would have yeah we'd be running groom appointments bridesmaids appointments Bridal right. appointments simultaneously. Seamstress appointments. We'd have a seamstress working for People us as coming well. in. And picking up things, collecting things. Yeah. It did get really busy, didn't it? But um, we were learning and growing and, you know, you know, dealing with first complaints, dealing with, like, all of that sort of stuff and all the stuff that you kind of have to deal with in your business, you know, finding the next client, all of that sort of stuff. And this is where we kind of really found that you know we've got strengths in some things yeah. and maybe not so much strength in other stuff isn't it and, and probably starting our social media from scratch yes knowing that our ideal client was out there on social media mm-hmm. and that's where we wanted to concentrate our time like you said i had a problem of letting go of things go. Do you remember when i handed you the social media yes was I, was, the- I was just thinking i was like oh i remember the day when you was like okay that's yours now yeah and then oh. so i probably took it i'm trying to think when i took it on um it was six eight months in maybe yeah and then that from you for you really wasn't it like gone from not really doing anything at (laughs) home to a Saturday position to then working full-time to then being like I loved it so much what did you think when I kind of said to you at the beginning were you petrified absolutely terrified about every single every single thing I was doing because I don't like to do things wrong at all and it's not like I did an awful lot wrong no and I I don't think you're going to mind telling people, are you? No. Like, that, you know, spelling was a thing for you right spelling, at the beginning, wasn't huge, it? Huge, huge thing. Like, I'm not a very good speller. Like, I can read, write, whatever. But spelling, just terrible. Yeah. And, and I, I think re- I've learned the more, and this is something you told me, the more you read, yeah, and Yeah, and the more that you practice yeah. and put it yeah, out there, yeah. wasn't it? Because, yeah, I'd kind of give it to you, then I'd go over and check it, change it, let you know, like, go oh, back. Like, Roxy, kind there's of a, a spelling machine. Yeah. But it would annoy you, wouldn't it? Would it? Really, really. But it wouldn't annoy you because I told you. No, it would annoy me because I'm like, oh my gosh, why can't I just get it right? <laughs> but <laughs> to kill me. Um. Yeah, and then and then we kind of noticed really that we were really, really smashing our social media. We were from, smashing we? it. Like, it was like, hold on a minute, we're getting like, we've gone from zero, um, and our likes were constantly creeping up. We'd get like 30, 40, 50 new likes a week, and then it was a case of looking at what it was what we were doing and and kind of altering like, that teaching ourselves that. and then kind of like our social media opened up some really exciting channels in terms mm-hmm. of our business for us wasn't it like we um, were invited to um international women's day to represent um to go and speak for NatWest, and that was kind of came about from um being noticed for kind of what we were doing mm-hmm. and noticing about our story and you know where we'd come from to kind of the growth of the shop we um, got invited to go down the red carpet, didn't we, in London, which was insane. Um, <laughs> God, who did we, we met? We met some like amazing people, we didn't did. we? Yeah, we've been on Tom Fletcher and the lovely Tom Fletcher's lovely wife. 
Do you, I want to... I'm so poor with names. Tom Fletcher's lovely wife, let's say that. Yes. <laughs> I was literally listening to a podcast Grimmie, this morning. Nick Grimmie. Nick Grimshaw. Uh, Philip Schofield, but I've already met him before then, so... Oh yeah, I've got a lovely selfie with Schofield, <laughs> yeah. where I'll show you guys um, for YouTube over here. I'm literally doing this, like... My eyebrows could not be further up into my school. Um, so many celebs. We'll have to have a little share of the photos. Um, but yeah, we got invited to this um, big award ceremony, didn't we? We got... We the got London Palladium. Yeah, we got nominated. Red carpet. How that came about, wasn't it? We got nominated for an East Midlands award. Yeah, like a regional award. Um, against other kind of businesses in the East Midlands. And then, uh, like, we won that, didn't we? The bridal shop won that. And then we were then shortlisted for the top three in the country yeah. which is how then we got invited down there and then like we ended up winning it didn't we which is absolutely amazing which then made I loved it, our trip to London we got like a little <laughs> Ant and Deck we got a little a little smooch with Ant and Deck didn't we I got um, I got two smooches with Deck Charles hello I didn't smooch Prince no, Charles no 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 no, no. no. disclaimer Katie did not smooch <laughs> Prince Charles um <laughs> but yeah we did get to meet Prince Charles and the, the amazing res- a funny story there because you get um it's always a funny you story. get etiquette training a little tiny bit but they but prince charles like, i just found him dead relaxed anyway which is probably why yeah. i did my boo-boo but <laughs> um it was like you get told basically you know if you can remember like it's the um you know we get curtsy training and do you remember i practiced my curtsy i was just having flashbacks in the shop <laughs> for weeks before because I was like so obsessed yeah so obsessed with kind of getting it right and coming across you nailed it in the shop I nailed it on stage thank you (laughs) that's not the bit I messed up at but so went over and I wasn't actually expecting quite a lot of time like they were like and the winner is I'm talking the Palladium so there was London 3,000 people there weren't they oh it was so good music we had matt terry singing we had school of rock there yes, we did. it was insane the winner is katie lith ah! i get up on stage shake his hand and then like there's quite a few minutes because then they start calling up the like the yeah. rooks yeah so you're there stage, and i'm there like oh it's so did lovely. you sit with him or did... no i just stood, stood up and had a little chat he passed me my trophy like we had like a little handshake and he was like oh well done well done i can't really remember what he said but I wasn't expecting like this port, like there was just an was awkward that, oh, pause. Now so I'm, I'm stood next to royalty right like, now. Like Prince right. Charles right now, pinch me moment. So all I kept on saying to him was, it's, it's so, so lovely to meet it, you. It's so nice to meet you. I must have said that four times to him. And then they're like, okay, once the winner then needs to go over to be interviewed by Anton Deck. This is all being filmed by the way and streamed across it, like social medias yeah. and it's massive, isn't it? Filmed across <sighs> everywhere. My heart go, and I just turn and then think, oh, I haven't, I haven't said bye to Charles, so I just turn around back to him, pat him, bye, like literally pat him off. You allowed to pat a prince? I don't think I am because that's like when was I came off the etiquette training. I don't think it was in the etiquette training. Then off I went with Nick Grimshaw, did all the press tour stuff, got my little kiss to Dan and Deck, went back for a second because I thought, what? who's your favourite Anton Deck? I don't like in the moment. They're interviewing you, like, right, like, deck, obviously, <laughs> but in the moment, you don't <laughs> think about that. Like, I kind of shook the hand. I'm a, I'm a, like, a shaker kisser anyway, so, like, shook the hand. Did it feel? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, kiss, a kiss on the cheek. Um, and they were like, oh, like, first kiss. We'll have to get that little recording. Do you want to kiss the other one? And I was like, yeah, damn right. I do want to kiss the other one. Damn right. When am I going to get this opportunity? (laughs) (laughs) Went and kissed the other one, so to speak. And um, then I had my little interview. But in the moment, I'm not stood up there thinking, I'm chatting to Ant and Deck right now. Plus, you know, there was a video of me going on in the background, wasn't there? There was film crews there. You're looking out literally three tiers of yeah literally tears and there's people everywhere um you can tell in my voice actually that was it is a little bit like nerves a little bit there were nerves weren't there and i just i just wanted to get all my thank yous in there because obviously like behind me i had a team of staff like doing amazing stuff so i wanted to stand up and like um can i get a whoop whoop for my two girls down there 
So, and and they pointed at you, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, like, hi, I love you. <laughs> I'm going to say Prince Charles ain't invite me to any more stuff, but actually, you we've, had, we've, had, we've had Christmas cards and we've had a few letters between, yeah. um, back and forth, haven't we? And yeah. just for some of the work then we've continued to do with the Prince's Trust, haven't mm-hmm. we? Like, and, and you as well, being invited to be an ambassador, which I is know, amazing. Which is absolutely fantastic, can't wait. So I'll be going and sharing a little bit, kind of, quite a lot about what I spoke about in this podcast yeah and, and kind people. of inspiring inspiring yeah. young people so like the princess just work with young people don't they so kind of get into business very or, much looking forward to it I can't wait or educational training which is like mm-hmm. really that is one of the things that make up us isn't it that we're so passionate yeah. about helping with the mums that might be in a That's similar it. situation yeah. to us where I think that they're not good enough to get back into work I would hate to think that there's anyone out there that felt like how, how I felt there's so many. I know. I know, and yeah, it's funny because you know, I Something know that there's so many. Feel really strongly about um, actually. So we've also done things like um, don't tell the bride. Don't tell the bride, which was just oh my gosh, um, incredible. This morning, this morning, we got interviewed then by the Sun, and this all came apart. Like, yes, it was a lot of different pieces that kind of fell together. But predominantly, like we were sharing all of this information yeah, yeah. kind of on our social media, weren't we? And getting picked up and noticed for the kind of work of we were doing on social media. And that yeah. that then we kind of noticed that we were kind of good at it. And the other thing that kind of helped us know that we were good at it was that other suppliers that we would kind of meet <laughs> along the line, wouldn't they? Would, would ask us and tell us constantly. Time, yeah. we, we'd be at wedding fairs. And yes, we'd be there setting up our wedding fair. But we, we would be thinking about content for our social media. Mm-hmm. And it was something... I'm talking now, God, the shop's been shut a while, so we're, we're talking like six years ago, five years yeah. ago, really, that people weren't doing that. They weren't thinking about sharing the no, kind of behind the scenes no. of stuff like that. And, and that's something that we were doing. So we would be setting it up and we'd be going around filming it or we'd be doing a live video from there. And like the other suppliers were like, oh, like... What's this? What, like, what are you doing, girls? What are you doing, girls? Like, setting up the table and um, you, I think you got talking to like another supplier just, just over the way. And I could see you like showing them how to do things, and I could see so many other suppliers like their ears like were picking up and coming like, over. Oh, what's going and, on? And kind there? of like the kind of thing was is that you know we never professed to be social media experts, no, did we? Yeah. We just kind of were grafting in our business and learning from what kind of worked for our industry. It was like, we just got it. it was and, just... Yeah, but it was in terms of literally the reason we were doing it was to put money in the till. Yeah. To then pay for everything we needed to do mm-hmm. in the business so you know that's how it kind of came about wasn't it um and other people were kind of like oh like what you're getting this amount of likes or how you're getting this amount of views on your videos how do we do that how too do do that? Yeah. so we we knew there were people out there mm-hmm. um and that was kind of the only time we were kind of sharing bits and bobs like that and we and we were totally fine to do that weren't we like chatting to people yeah. helping people that was just Something all about that, work like we, 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 we've always been like um, chatty girls anyway um, to everybody that ever came in the shop we'd literally chat their arms and legs off yeah and um, lots of other businesses would kind of come in and they say would. oh yeah oh, and just naturally you know those kind of networking conversations happen anyway don't they when they chat about the stuff that they're doing in their business yeah. we chat about the stuff we're doing in our business they might say something that helps us we say something that helps them it's like, just how it works, yeah. Just how it works. I mean, we're kind of sharing all of these kind of tips with social media that kind of were like then helping us to kind of grow our pages though and get yeah. more news out about us, mm. which, like we said, put kind of money in the till at the end of the day, didn't it? Did. Um, we kind of, we kind of, I got myself to a point in the business, wasn't I, that I kind of like done myself out of a job a little bit because you were kind of running the social media. We had girls running the appointments underneath us, you know probably got to the stage where I was like uh, firefighting a little bit like in terms of you know I'd be chasing up orders or I'd be like yeah. dealing with the you, kind of you would admin. only get like the the admin or the you know oh, can, so can you chase this order yeah or... can you phone that bride such and such has happened or can you speak to that person such and such has happened and I'd started to kind of think oh you know the, the shop kind of runs quite nicely without me yeah. um I need to start thinking about you know other things and I'd always said from the beginning didn't I I'd literally said and I remember it being in the little shop that I, that I turned around and said this will be yours one day because, I remember yeah and um, that must have been three months in four months in you don't know how much fear but amazing like happiness that, <laughs> that put inside me did you believe me um or did you just think yeah 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 I, I was right. I was like 
I would love nothing more for that to happen, but how? But whatever. <laughs> the freaking hell am I going to get to that point? Yeah, well, I didn't no, even know I was no. going to get to that point, but then... But that's what I like about us, because we, we, I think we just, we are, we kind of push ourselves and push ourselves and push ourselves uh-huh. to, I like to, to better myself, so, and the only way that I'm going to do that, I know, like, with my confidence issues, and they still creep up now, is that I have to constantly give my kick, give myself a kick up the bum, always. Yeah, like, I think everybody does, yeah. like, I do, sometimes I'm like, oh my god, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Why can I not just get this simple task done? Like, what is up with me? I think everybody kind of feels yeah, like that sometimes in their business, don't they? So we kind yeah. of, um, I kind of had said that to you, didn't I? Like, this will be yours one day. One day, Roxy. And it had kind of... <laughs> it wasn't in, like, a dramatic way. Don't... don't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. There was no... There was, there was no music or anything <laughs> like that. Drum no roll, drum roll, please. <laughs> it was kind of the, the, what, like the moment in the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it, like it wasn't like... Epic moment. It wasn't like that at all. No. But that's kind of what had kind of happened, hadn't it? Like, shop was running nicely. Yeah, ticking along lovely. Ticking along. And, you know... Did you feel like a little bit of a spare part? I did. I did yeah. get to a point that I was like that. Mm. Yeah, it was it. Yeah. It was just kind of how it was. But we, we did discover that we kind of did have a bit of an issue, um, which kind of got us into thinking about you know, the business that we do now, the Wedding Industry Supply Network business that we have now, um, in terms of, like, all of those suppliers that we said that we were chatting to and kind of helping. Yeah. We got to a point where we didn't we didn't just have, like, a little backstreet shop anymore. And it was a big shop. It was a shop with not just only customers coming in, but, you know, staff need to be managed and dealt with, and mm-hmm. where so-and-so, she's taking too long on a break, or... Um, such, such a busy little or so and so, little. or you know making sure systems have been followed and all of that sort of stuff that you know I, and I, we, we only worked didn't we we were really passionate about flexible hours yeah, in yeah. terms of mums getting back mums into work and we wanted to be the mums that picked our kids up we were literally smashing out probably an eight hour day and six hours we, we? we literally were I used to remember like leaving at like half past two every day stressing so much I've got to get to school got to get to school yeah, I'm like, always the late mum I'm always the late mum and there'd always be that bride that just keeps you there extra 10 minutes and we're like we've, we've got to go I'm really sorry yeah. like love talking to you like but got to go now yeah and um <laughs> so but like, we got to the point where people were kind of coming in mm-hmm. and that was the only networking we were doing weren't we yeah and we understood like very early on that um the professionals are also talking that's a really great marketing yeah, tool yeah. that the wedding businesses are chatting to clients that need dresses like period the end like that's what's happening isn't yeah. it like what as much as we are chatting to our brides in an appointment yeah. all about like what they're doing next in their wedding planning process what they've already got already mm-hmm. they were doing the same weren't they like they were all doing the same and recommending people and, and you know you do start to kind of get a little black book of recommendations or a box of business cards because like, <laughs> do you remember that box of business cards Kate, you've got like four boxes of cards where people would come in and kind of give it oh can, can, like, I, can that i leave some, can I leave some cards for you girls and we were like yeah yeah no okay. problem but we weren't really doing any kind of active networking were we? because no. nothing was kind of fitting they in around to us but we wouldn't no wouldn't like anywhere. because I didn't think there was any there was anywhere to go like the networking there was nowhere to go the networking events that we were kind of that I kind of went to were very corporate and businessy they weren't like the the wedding professionals that I kind of wanted to connect with just could not get our hands on the people we needed to and as well like the timings for them you know like the networking breakfast at 7.30 it just didn't work it's not happening not with like my life your life it's not like I could have sent you either because we both uh, you were just thinking about the fact, like, if I'd have ever said to you, wouldn't you, Roxy, I need you to go to that networking uh, event for uh, me. Uh, uh, but, do you know, I probably would have said yeah and done it, but I would have been like, oh, oh my God. But that's how I, I felt going to them. And then when you're there, some of them are quite a oh, corporate amazing. feel. They just weren't the right people in the room for me. Like, I could find people businessy sort of issues in my business to kind of deal with, but I couldn't find, you know the people that I wanted to network with, the, the wedding professionals, the other suppliers, yeah. the ones talking to the clients, the ones who like from the ground up have perfected a, a system in their business mm-hmm. or, you know, 
we all know that we work with a particular type of client we all know that the market is seasonal and there weren't people out there that no. like in in that kind of corporate networking industry that kind of, i mean you might kind have of got those sorts of issues yeah i could find that like website builder that sort of stuff yeah, yeah but seo blows yeah but there wasn't really anything that was kind of you know the more creatives yeah and and those people that were also talking to clients in the area that could recommend mm-hmm. us and we could recommend them to unless they were kind of popping their head around the door and they they would pop their head around the door they wouldn't were. they which is which was fine it, it was nice for us because i suppose i saw that as our way of networking with that kind of leaving our le- shop even leaving our front door but the the massive problem with that is that that does take you away from what yeah your the work business, yeah your work and and sometimes it can be two hours can't it yeah. and, and, and you're just, like oh my life three hours. it's been like two hours and we've but then, you know, you try and tap along and do the work as they're there and it's like, oh, it was just disjointed. It wasn't... And, uh, and we kind of just left it there, didn't we? Like, I just kind of left it there like, oh, yeah, you know, networking's just not for me. Like, it's just not going to work with what I'm doing. Yeah. Quite happy with the channels that we're putting our energy into. Don't worry about networking. It kind of just floated in the back yeah, of my head without kind of thinking about it. And then kind of... It was kind of like probably uh, a bit of an experience that we had kind of last... Yeah, or the year before now. Last year, 2019. 2018. 2018. Oh, my life. We're in 2020. So, yeah, like, in 2018, that kind of made me feel like, oh, you know, there were a lot of other businesses out there that feel like the way that I'd kind of been feeling, like, um, the, you know, if I take you back to kind of 2018, I'd kind of, oh, my word, we got a team of six. There is some pressure, like, you know, as much as it kind of might be a motivating story that we kind of grow in our shop quite big, there is pressure that comes yeah. with that. There are bills to be paid. There are like staffing issues to deal with. There Always. are client issues to deal with. When you're kind of that big and you're we're putting on four simultaneous appointments at once, there's the always logistics of that. Yeah, there's always some kind of little stress always somewhere, wasn't there? Double booked appointment or yeah, or you know, colour bridesmaid dresses sent or just things that will. And have happened, yeah. That, you know, I kind of felt found myself kind of dealing with. Plus, you know, the pressure of just, you know, making sure that the tills keep ringing, that people are kind of coming through the door, that we're selling in appointments. Your role then becomes more like tracking data and all that sort of stuff, which way back when, when I first started a bridal shop, did data I ever think... what? Exactly. Did yeah. I ever think I'd be sat, like, analysing, you know... I always thought you just weren't a form kind of girl. Like. Yeah, like, and it didn't really. And then just kind of, like, the pressures of um, running kind of a business where your role had kind of changed. So, like, like you said, I'd be behind a laptop, working behind my laptop, but kind of poking my head in when I needed to poke my head in, kind of work, 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 getting on with uh, different kind of things. Um, I think if you look back from where you were, the face of the business, running the appointments, booking every—you literally have done gone from doing everything to just doing probably the stuff that I could delegate. Yeah. I delegated out, and I didn't really realise it at the time, but I was kind of like getting quite uh, a bit of anxiety, and I didn't—I did not notice it at the time whatsoever. But I, um, now, when I look back, it's so blatantly obvious to me because I do things like I'd be leaving the shop and then I'd kind of like hover in the door for a couple of seconds yeah, and think like, like mm-hmm. I just feel like I've forgotten something or a little bit of an uneasy feeling, like leaving or having to check in four or five times a day when yeah. I was on a day off to check what was going on in the shop, um, all of that sort of stuff. Like I was kind of now I recognise that I was kind of getting separations, like separation yeah. anxiety, like people would leaving their children leaving my business Mm -hmm. and I was and I could totally see why that would happen though because this is something like you say you've got to you've got to pay the staff you've got to pay your bills you've got to you know put food in the fridge for the kids it was um hard (laughs) like it was a hard period and then as well like my situation at home had changed so like um I was I was now a single parent and it literally the book lied with me and I think that geared up the pressure rank a little bit more it then meant like that I was working my six-hour day at work and then thinking, right, like, I've got more bills to pay now. I'm a single parent. I was then, you know, iPad out at night time, doing another two hours of work, three mm-hmm. hours of work on an evening, work, working quite late. And there was always something to do, guys, isn't always. there? Like, you can always... Like, there is always something to do. And then I would kind of feel like I got myself to a position where I was like, right, girls, I'm going to have some weekends off. 
because I didn't realise that this was happening to me. Like, you might now, I can totally see mm-hmm. what's happening, but back yeah. then, I don't think any of us kind of no, realised. No, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think now. Maybe some of the, like, the signs, but I just went with the, oh, you know, it's a difficult situation at home. Yeah. Like, I'm a bit of a difficult time right now, so... Yeah, and, you know, I started to have some weekends off, and I kind of thought, you know, with the weekends off, that I was kind of... That was relaxing time, that yeah. I was kind of relaxed in but no. I wasn't really because I was still chilling in thinking about work you would know because I check in like hi girls like where are we at have we hit our sales target yeah. yet boom like even if they'd hit their sales target we'd always find something to chat about wouldn't we mm-hmm. um so, so yeah, I was kind of so like work 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 work, 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 work all, the all the time and I kind of like made myself quite poorly um just from kind of not giving myself a break mm-hmm. and kind of not realizing actually that you know, it's okay to stop and it's okay to, like, whack a bit of TV it's on. It's so and hard, and I know lots of people that are listening can relate to find that balance of that, like, work and life, like, and I, to switch I, Yeah, off. and I kind of thought, like, oh, you know, I need to do it. I don't really have a choice. Like, I need to... Because, because there's, no there's, no, there's no one else here to kind of do it. So, like, uh, oh, yeah. Um, it wasn't a nice time, like, looking back at all. It was, like, a really difficult time. Um, and then it kind of got me thinking though didn't it there's got to be other people in business in this industry that are are feeling those kinds of pressures of being self-employed and those kinds of pressures of you know having some people around you and having a support network around you of people that you can go do you know what like I'm having a struggle with this at the minute And and it might even just be like a marketing issue or maybe like a particular issue with a supplier mm-hmm. a supplier yeah. in our shop or um a manufacturer or you know a distributor so, or where, anything yeah. there was nobody really to go and talk to about any of those things or what you know mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm struggling with this particular aspect or is there a better way that you can do that there was just nobody really there out nobody. there and i think as well um maybe there's that little bit of stigma of you don't want to ask because does that mean oh my god does that mean you're failing because you're asking for help and I think as well quite a lot of businesses I don't know whether this is just one industry or across the board feel like they keep the cards close to the chest because in helping somebody are you giving too much away yeah 100% 100% and I kind of I did have luckily I did have some really great people around me and I yeah. had a nice team of staff around me as well and also other people in business that I kind of met along the way but I was and I wasn't not networking with those people. I still network with those people to this day. But it was that I was taking time out of my business to go and network with them, which would then leave me a two-hour to-do list to do mm-hmm. that I needed to do in the evening. Yeah. And there was just no break from it. There was just... From the second I got up to the second I got went to bed, the kids were thrown in the middle, and it just was not a balance, like you say. Like, looking back now, oh, my word. Like, I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> at all. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, got... Oh, it got quite bad in the September denial. I made myself poorly enough to like need to be in hospital for kind of a good week, rest, recovery, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, make like totally body and mind exhausted. Literally pushed myself to the to the to literal the... brink of mm-hmm. of such exhaustion. And then I, you know, that's the wake up call that God like stuff needs to change. So then you know. In comes, and I always joke about this, in came Netflix into my life because, do you know what? <laughs> I genuinely had forgotten that Netflix wasn't just for my children because that's all it ever went on yeah, the telly yeah, yeah. for. So and hold I, on, there's some good series on here. Yeah, like, so Netflix came into my life, like a bit of, like, stopping, pausing, not working myself so hard, working a bit smarter, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with this way of thinking, is thinking... Um, to improve your business you've got to put more into it and work harder and work yeah. all the hours you can i call this hustle pressure yeah, yeah. and i was definitely thinking i was definitely experiencing hustle pressure like, go and read a book a week go and watch this go and do that yeah you're not yeah. working if your business is not you know if your diary is not full you're not working hard enough and have you watched telly this week what you're moaning about and all of those mm-hmm. sorts of things that i was kind of like I, I suppose a little bit of me was supposed to feel motivated by them. I think, yeah. And a little bit I was trying to be motivated by them. However... Just exhaustion. It just yeah. led to the kind of exhaustion. And this, you know... This kind of story then made me think, right, okay. 
luckily, like I said, I had a few good people around me and there was people to talk to and I had a team of staff. We knew that other people were kind of solopreneurs and the only people in their kind of business and we wanted to kind of um, have a space really online, didn't we, where we could bring people together, kind of a network of people online yeah. where we could bring people together to kind of chat out anything, you know, whether it be, does anyone know of a great app that I can make some social media posts on? Canva! Yeah, or <laughs> anything like, um, so anything ever that you could ever <laughs> want to ask about. About business, business or, you know, your industry or, you know, how do you juggle business with the kids? <clears throat> and we just wanted to bring together a pool of like, wedding professionals, yeah. so that, you know, we all understand the market, we all understand our clients. That's it, yeah. Um, we are to kind of refer business to each other and also just to get chatting really that's it i think we wanted to do it in a way that wasn't um scary that was informal like very like us wasn't it yeah. like informal supportive um, positive all of those sorts of things happy, yeah because we kind of found as well i don't know if many of you are thinking like when we first got into the industry we found it tough to crack like tough, tough Tough Remember to get into the wedding fairs where you'd be like, not no one to speak oh, to you. Oh my god, like, what am I doing here? No one's talking and then, to me. Luckily for us, we were confident girls, and we would just tell ourselves, "Well, whatever." Yeah. Like whatever. When we've walked out of this fair with like eight appointments, okay. like yeah. whatever. Like give us your dirty looks. We don't care. Yeah. Like, and and I think there was some stigma a little bit that we felt right at the beginning because we were an affordable bridal yeah. outlet. We did experience some snobbery, well, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Didn't we? From the businesses no doubt, that thought... Others have also experienced that, that kind of thing. Yeah, well. of course. Like, if you sit at a particular price point... Now, that didn't mean that... No reflection on our lives or anything that we did. We just knew our client. We knew what our client wanted. Yeah. We got them the dresses that they wanted. And we were doing fine. Thank you very much, weren't we? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, like... um we didn't want it to be kind of that environment, didn't we? That mm -hmm. kind of toxic environment at no, all. We wanted it to be... Not for that at all. Super supportive. And this is kind of one of our values, isn't it? That really we want it to be a kind of a sharing place that people can yeah. come, get advice, share things that are going on that's in their it. business. And that's the other thing as well, isn't it? That sharing. Sharing those good news stories. Like, who could you tell that really got it? Yeah. Like, yes, we'd go home and tell our partner, like, oh we've done something great at work today. And then it'd just be a, oh, oh, okay. Oh, all right. And I think... Not actually, hold on a minute. You've built something was, up from scratch. That and so that's, hot, yeah. And that's massive, actually. Or look where you were last month or last and week. And it's fine that they didn't get it because they, you know, they, they weren't working in the environment, you know, in the industry that we do. But how nice is it now? Yeah, to have to people have that somewhere. you can go and share yeah. those good news stories to and get that support and encouragement. Um, So we kind of had this idea in February, didn't we, after kind of another time, like, sitting on it for a little I while. I remember, I remember you leaving... I don't even remember. You leaving me the best answer phone message ever. It was like, Roxy, pick up the phone. Like, I've had this idea. I don't remember this. <laughs> I don't even know how oh, it came oh, about. No, I don't. And I was like, what, what, hello? And then that's when it was born. I don't yeah. remember this. You need to find that message. It's probably gone. What a shame if I've deleted that. Oh, man. Well, we didn't know, did we? No. We didn't know. No. So we kind of, I was like, right, let's just kind of bring some people together. Let's mm -hmm. just like pull, pull people together and see kind of what happens. And within kind of those of you who know us from the Wedding Industry Supplier Network, um, you can go and find us on Facebook and all of that sort of stuff and we'll give you the kind of tours at the end. But those of you who already know us know that this kind of exploded extremely quickly, it like within four weeks. Mental. And I'm... Um, Obviously, like, the skills that we built up being inside the industry it, for yeah. so long and also the social media skills that we were bringing to the table, you know, we were confident in that we could do. Did you expect it to blow up quite, quite as quickly as it did? I always envisaged that we'd have this big community, but I didn't... How the I, traction yeah, was fast, wasn't it, in the beginning? Yeah, I didn't the traction would go as fast I as think what did. surprised me was how quick people wanted events. Mm. Um, yeah. So... I, th I know we were at two and a half thousand members like in three weeks which was insane we were, we were, and, and crazy incredible um and just showed like that the industry really needed it yeah didn't yeah it? That there was a huge call for and there it. was um and how positive and stuff we were and we gave people the space to share what they wanted to share and you know 
helped those newer businesses and that's something that we're quite yeah, passionate yeah. about you know we, we don't want people to feel like how we felt at wedding fairs or how we felt at other stages of our no. business walking into networking meetings thinking oh My i've only uh, yeah or i hear that so often as well or i've only been in business for a year so i'm not a proper business person or i only do this part-time so yeah, i'm not yeah. a proper business person or i've still got a full-time job and i do this as a side hustle or a little bit of a hobby business i'm not a proper business like we don't have any of that do we we're like none of that any like it's so positive um you know we're all different kinds of businesses at all different kind of stages in this together Um, advice from everybody like gosh yeah you know the enthusiasm that people come with it right at the beginning tailored with the experience of people that have been at it for years and years like it's a really nice mix isn't it and um like i said very quickly like people were asking for events weren't they like within weeks so we kind of um, launched the group in February. First events started happening in March, March. at the end of kind of March. Was it Cheshire? Yeah, Cheshire, Cheshire Sussex, Sussex, London. North London. So not even in the area that we were kind of no. based. We were based kind of in the East Midlands and we kind of found some other people that kind of shared our vision, wanted to kind of take our businesses to kind of those kinds of places. And then from kind of there, we then expanded further and further, kind of up into the point where we're, we're kind of at now. And this being our first episode, we're, we're sure we're going to grow. But we've been kind of, the Wedding Interest Plan Network is now not even Not a even year. a year old. It's coming up to a year old kind of. And End of fair, isn't yeah. it? Um, you know, we've got more than kind of 10,000 wedding professionals kind of connected chatting talking about their business sharing ideas and tips which is amazing amazing um that's probably the best part of it isn't it it's probably the stuff that we don't even do that is the best part of it i love waking up every single morning and having a little look on on you know just have a little pop on the group and seeing all the support that's going on or the sharing of positive things and the help yeah and the help it's it's amazing and it always starts the same way doesn't it like oh I'm not sure I'm allowed to post here or yeah. um you know sorry for asking but and is this okay and, to post admin or what yeah. and those kinds of things posts really resonate like a little bit because mm-hmm. it just shows doesn't it that you know we do need to be talking more in this industry we do, and we yeah. do need to be sharing like we don't need to feel so alone in business do we and this is something that sure. we always totally say don't we hop on our facebook lives with us chat to us mm-hmm. drop in you know if you've got an issue let us know about it we'll try and help you um we don't profess to know everything about everything no. at all do we i mean we've got social media covered tiktok got it down um and you know we can yeah. chat to you about motivation and that sort of thing but you know the great thing about our group is that we also bring in like professionals don't we to come amazing, and chat and amazing experts to kind of come and speak and, and to teach what's going on there so that like we then kind of grew and now we're kind of in two continents aren't we how amazing is that though it's just, so insane it's just within the year we have over um how many areas do you reckon we've got set up right now like 40 40 areas and in growing Australia as well yeah growing all the time all the time which is crazy and and those kinds of things are like where industry um wedding industry people network and yeah. it doesn't have to be scary just it we hate no, that no. because we we totally we, we get totally it. get it and we understand and hopefully from listening to kind of this podcast you kind of get more about us and more about our story and why we're so kind of passionate about it but it's like a friendly space that you can sit talk about your business we have style shoots arranged from yeah. them, don't we? Which loads is amazing. Loads of collaboration and support going on. Yeah, loads of collaboration. Um, and and people that you can kind of go call up and have a coffee with and go, do you know what? I'm having a really bad day, like, mm. or or what do you do when when this has happened? Or and so many business owners, um, go through the same sort of stuff, mm-hmm. don't they? Or feel the same sort of pressures that it is super important to just be kind of talking and not feeling that you need to. And hopefully by kind of sharing you know some of the struggles that we have in business and had have had and do have and you know the struggles that we find like balancing family life with work life and that sort of thing we're encouraging this talking environment where people don't have to feel kind of sort of how you know definitely at points that I felt and probably at points that you felt where there's just so much pressure on your shoulders and it's all on you and that's kind of like how we didn't want it to be, did no, we? No, 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 not, not at all. Not at all. So I think that kind of brings yeah, us kind that of... that kind of sums up Katie and Roxy and what Twizzing is all about. Yeah, it is. And, you know, um, 
within the year now obviously we've got our podcast out we've got so we've, excited we've about done, this podcast we've done a national event haven't we where mm-hmm. we bought we brought together hundreds and hundreds of wedding professionals together last year we've got an, a national event this year as well so it's like so exciting exciting. exciting stuff happening isn't it across like the board yeah. in terms of um oh, we left our bridal business that's something else oh. that we should have said <laughs> It, yeah, got, okay. it got to the point, didn't it? Like, we started this in February. It got to the point in June where we were like, okay, we can't do both. No, we can't do both. We were spreading ourselves too thin. Too thin. And this is what really, like, this, this is, felt right, didn't This it? is it, like. This felt right, and then what was happening... This is going to sound cheesy. I found my calling. You found your calling? <laughs> I think what was kind of happening in the group kind of made that decision for us didn't it like yeah. it was so fast paced people were just asking us for kind of the areas and we were like look it's kind of now or never isn't it and like i think for me as well personally work-life balance is a lot better now 100 percent. oh my my weekends you know them, those first few weekends when i wasn't at work in the bridal shop i was like hello saturday and then all my life i've got another day is this a sunday <laughs> this is that is yeah. a good point actually yeah the work-life balance now is so much better isn't it, That's it yeah. you know we were and we get to kind of go and and we get to go and help go and help people and travel to new areas and and meet new people love yeah. it and have people wish us happy birthday from the other side of the world it's crazy and exciting and you know um all we kind of want to do is is <clears throat> have an industry of people talking sharing information kind of a business community that just kind of like rocks yeah like and you do you guys rock thank you so much for kind of supporting us within our first year of um twizzing because yeah. without you guys we wouldn't be able to do this so that brings us to the end of our first ever episode we hope you're going to be able to join us next time next time we've got branding expert and fellow wedding business owner jenny cabrielli from the handmade sign company and she's going to be chatting to us all about everything branding in the meantime we'd love you to send us some feedback and leave us um, those five star reviews over on itunes and spotify you know you want to um make sure you're also following us over on instagram and if you're not already in our wedding professionals group please pop in and let us know what you've thought let us know about you know what what you've um listened to today and anything you kind of want to chat to in further detail we're more than happy to chat to you over in our group aren't we so and that's it. Yeah, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye.